everybody. This is your Team Vineyard Podcast, helping you love Jesus, grow together, and give back. I'm Pastor Kathy, and I'm serving as your host today. We're in a series of podcasts right now. Uh, We have been doing what's in the head of, so what's in the head of a teacher or an intercessor or a servant. And today, I'm most excited about this one. We are talking about what's in the head of a missionary. And so as the pastor of missions and as someone who just loves missions and has kind of grown up thinking about missions, I'm pretty excited about this one today. And so joining me today are three folks who have been highly involved in missions. Candace Schwartz is here. Candace has gone on many vineyard mission trips, I think six, six or seven mission trips. Maybe. Yeah, something like that. And we have Austin and Marissa Kirby, Mm -hmm. who have been around Vineyard for about a year now, right? Yeah. Yeah. About a year. And their experience has been outside Vineyard, Mm -hmm. but they have extensive experience um, together as a couple and individually. And so we're going to hear a little bit more about that in a bit. So welcome, you guys. Thank Thank you. you. So glad you're here. And so just for fun, I looked up the word missionary because I love Google. Got to love the Google, right? Uh, And a Christian missionary. This is what Google says can be defined as one who is to witness across cultures. Hmm. One who is to witness across cultures. And hmm. so I grew up around missionaries, um, people who had devoted their lives to tell people about, tell people about Jesus, but also so that's the witness part. Hmm. Um, but also meet physical needs because uh, the missionaries I grew up were a doctor and a nurse, and so they met physical needs and opened the door for the gospel for hmm. them. So. Just as a way of introduction, um, I'm going to ask you to tell me two minutes or less. Austin, I'm looking at you right now. <laughs> two minutes or less, just your experience in missions. And if it if it pops into your head, because I didn't give you this question, if it pops into your head, like, what do you think defines a missionary? Hmm. Hmm. Anybody want to go first? Sure, I'll start. So um, I also, like Kathy said, I also grew up in a church that just, um, well, the church is really focused on missions and missionaries. And so I feel like that was a part of my faith upbringing was um, we knew the missionaries that our church supported and we would hear their stories and they would come visit us and we had opportunities as churches to go visit them in their various um, missions contexts. And so I think that was just part of you know, faith for me and part of Christianity for me, um, which was really cool because I recognize that not not everywhere has an emphasis on that. Um, and so, you know, starting in middle school, I was able to attend missions trips, um, Costa Rica. We did one out in South Dakota. Um, and so just kind of at a young age started, you know, learning a lot about what that looks like in cross-culturally. Um, in high school, I even got to be a part of our um, missions outreach team at our church because they wanted a youth advocate to try to get oh, more of youth, cool. yeah, more of youth involved in missions and what that looked like. Um, and it just kind of continued from there. In college, we had um, Austin and I both had quite a few just cross cultural experiences, and not all of them necessarily missions trips, but definitely just learning um, faith-based trips. And um, it's definitely something that I continue to have a heart for and um, just kind of trusting and seeing where God takes that, so. Good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting that you brought up the, um, the cross-cultural piece of the mm-hmm. sharing, uh, yeah, sharing our faith in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's been a lot of, um, I guess I'll, I'll back up. Uh, yeah, so I grew up in Nairobi, Kenya. My parents moved there when I was two years old. Uh, the first trip, actually, outside of the States when I was three months old for a short 
a couple weeks and then long term when I was two and we moved back here to the states uh, indefinitely after um, after my freshman year of high school when I was 15. So um, most of my growing up years were spent on the mission field. Uh, so that's um, the bulk of my background. And then since then, I've been able to return to Kenya a couple of times, both uh, kind of in the mission setting. Um, my uh, work actually has connected with an organization there that we've been able to visit. And then also um, just to visit. Uh, we've also, I've also, as Marissa mentioned, uh, been able to uh, go um, overseas to Thailand and Cambodia uh, through school uh, and kind of and more in that um, uh, yeah that kind of development type setting that you were talking about so it not only the relationship with Jesus Christ peace but also the physical needs that are being met and so that transformational development idea uh, is definitely a big part of a lot of those college trips especially mm-hmm. um, so yeah, uh, definitely a huge piece of my life and a pretty impactful growing up experience about that I grew up on the mission field, definitely. And you know uh, Swahili. Dio, no, it's called Geneki Swahili. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> yes, my neighbors looking. who grew up in Africa, they had a monkey as a pet. Oh. Did you have a monkey as a pet? I did not have a monkey as a pet. Mm, yeah, not as cool. Bad. They were quite, cool. quite pesky, weren't they? Yes, monkey yeah. stole my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, other random things. But, yeah, never a pet. Never a pet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Candace, how about you? Um, let's see. So uh, my journey with mission work primarily started here at the Vineyard. Um, the church that I was at prior to coming here did some domestic activities here and there, but it wasn't an emphasis. Um, and so for me, like my heart is, is worship and mission. So that, mm. that's where my heart is. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I was looking for a new church home, it had to have that there. Yeah. And I really had just a pull um, wanting international mission work. And um, there was a lot of reasons that made me stay here at the Vineyard, but that was a big one. And, um, and it also helped me initially being a, a woman coming by herself to a brand new church and, and we were a good size when I came in 2009 it allowed me to connect quickly and deeply with some people in the church which felt really by nice. going on a mission trip yeah because yeah, you sure. oh man yeah. you learn a lot about a lot about stuff um when you're in a foreign country um and so my experience in missions let's see I went to Haiti a couple times. The first time was um, after, right after the earthquake, so mm-hmm. that was interesting. We had some time in the Dominican, and um, and then with Love a Child, um, let's see, Costa Rica, uh, Nicaragua, uh, Africa, a few different times, once to South Sudan, and on, once to Uganda, when South Sudan was impossible. Um, you and I both went to Honduras, and that was really fun. In fact, Kathy's been on many, many trips that I've been on too. Yes, so this is true. And and my my husband um, was on several of them too before we were anything other than friends. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My uh, I grew up hearing stories about Africa because my next mm-hmm. my next door neighbors are across the yard had been missionaries in mm-hmm. Zaire. And uh, so I grew up hearing stories and hearing some Swahili and eating weird food sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just, I 
think since I was six years old, since Aunt Frida taught us in, mm. um, in kids club in her living room about Bible stories and mm. talking about Africa. And when I learned Bible stories, uh, often it was like connected to Africa mm. or connected to missions. And so mm. being able to do that here, I would agree with you, Candace. It's one of the things that um, has made me love our church uh, mm-hmm. just because we, we attempt to be involved in other places that God would call us to yeah. be involved in. Mm-hmm. It so. goes hard. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask, is there, uh, an, is there a specific verse that comes to your mind when you think about missions, mm-hmm. something that compels you? Mm-hmm. So Marissa and I were talking about that a little bit earlier, yeah. and um, I think like maybe the more stereotypical answer, but it definitely still comes to mind, yeah. is the Great Commission. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Matthew, Matthew 28, uh, 19 and 20. Um, that definitely, I think, always it's the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah. Uh, but then I guess secondarily, um, one of the other ones that accompanies it is um, uh, Genesis 12 is kind of the beginning of Abraham being called by God and just being called to leave where he, um, his family and his home. And obviously a different context in the sense of yeah. going to start the people of Israel. Um, so definitely not, not exactly the same uh, end calling, but just that idea of God saying, no, I want you to leave your place of comfort, mm-hmm. your place of where you, yeah, where your family is, and I want you to go to this thing I'm calling you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't even get to know where he was going to go. Right, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, which is mm-hmm. <laughs> even yeah. more intense than I think a lot of missionaries yeah. experience today. Right. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, I think those are two. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have thought the Genesis one, but that's good. Yeah, when we talked about it earlier, the gen- like obviously there's the Great Commission, but when you said the Genesis one, I was like, oh, yeah, that's really good. Um, and I was also just thinking, I was kind of looking into it a little bit more. And um, in Mark, when after um, after Christ rises again and, and he greets the apostles and makes himself known to the apostles, what he says is go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of, it's kind of cool to think that like that's one of the first things one of the first commands he gave them after um, after the three days and he rose again, um, just go into the world and, and preach to all the all the nations and all creation. So just that call to go, like, you know, go and leave what you're comfortable with. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I um, Matthew 22, when uh, Jesus is talking about, the, the Pharisees are asking him, what are the most important commandments? So um, for me, that was because it's love your God mm-hmm. um, with all your heart and soul and your mind. And then the second is like it to love your neighbor as yourself. And that really, like I said, worship and mission, like that's my heart. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that um, is just like, yep, okay. Number one, number two for Jesus. It's number one, number two for me too. <laughs> That's good. That's mm. really good. So mm. I'm going to just throw this question. I wasn't sure I was going to ask this or not. Uh, we're coming up to a missions fundraiser, Light mm-hmm. Up the Night for India. It's just a few days away, and we've done similar things. And as you know, I do outreach and missions here at the church, and so mm-hmm. we serve locally and we serve uh, internationally. I feel like God has called us to both of those things. Mm-hmm. I have had pushback. I'm confident you guys probably have as well about, well, why are you not 
staying here where where you live there's needs here and there's people who don't have food here and there's so why are you going and why are you sending all this money to another place mm. Austin you're looking at me if you could see Austin's face he's like he's <laughs> experienced this as well so what do you what do you do about that like you know our own community does have needs but all the world God called us to as well so how do you just process that a little bit for me with me yeah, I guess since I'm the one nodding my head over here, I'll yeah. jump in first. Um, yeah, I definitely uh, an interesting conversation and an interesting point that is brought up, uh, that has been brought up to me a number of times as well. And I think, um, I guess, twofold. Um, the first being this idea of the capital C church, um, and the church is the universal church uh, across the world. Uh, and so um, I'm not going to steal one of Marissa's maybe thoughts. Anyways, at some point she'll <laughs> share. But just, just the importance of the fellowship of believers and the community uh, of believers. Yeah. And, um, and therefore, being a part of that community of believers across the world is, uh, is super important and super, um, super biblical, right? I mean, the... Uh, when everybody is together in heaven, you know, you're every people from all tongues, tribes, and nations are all going to be there um, and worshiping God. So, so I guess then as a result, it's super important that we foster that community of believers here and now, today. Correct. Um, and you know, I, I, I guess the second full item. I don't like to harp on this one as much, but there's a lot of need in the rest of the world that's a lot more significant that it, there's a lot of significant need everywhere mm-hmm. yes there's need here but once you travel and you see stuff around the world you're like mm-hmm. there's a lot of significant need elsewhere mm-hmm. and uh there's there's a great opportunity to be a part of that to be a part of trying to be the hands and feet of jesus mm-hmm. in those places and you know i guess importantly to be a part of bringing Jesus into those situations because that's really the important piece and not necessarily just addressing the physical needs even though that's critical yeah Um, yeah yeah that's good when we were talking earlier and I think I think it's a both and thing right Mm -hmm. I think God has called us to do both we there are needs right next door to us and there are needs thousands of miles away from us and I think God has called us to do both it's not mutually exclusive do one or the other um, and I think you know in Acts when it says um, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jeru- Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth and if you look at that at the map on a map you know it starts like locally and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and so I think you know Austin and I have talked about is we both have heart permissions and it is our desire to maybe move overseas someday, God willing. Um, we can't have this like big passion in mind to maybe go overseas and do missions work somewhere if we're not starting here. Mm, you know, I love that. you know, and that's something I mean Austin brought up is it's just like you can't have this big grand idea to go do God's calling somewhere else if you that's not already your heart right mm-hmm. here where you are um, so I do think it's important that both and um, I think you can't have one without the other and that's just kind of what God's called us to do and you guys are living that out you're both involved in our community mm-hmm. center just yeah. down the road from here yeah so yeah. that's good yeah we try that's yeah. definitely something God's put on our heart and yeah. I think he puts it and Candace you probably agreed to 
to with this too like when he puts it on your heart he doesn't put it on your heart just for far away Mm -hmm. he puts it on Mm -hmm. your heart here as well yeah yeah absolutely what do you think yeah um agreed i'm uh community mental health is kind of what I do for um, a living and so there's definitely that that part that drives me to want to take care of um, our people here um, just emotionally as well as financially and physically and at the same time knowing that people in other countries America we are we are very wealthy all of us here are very wealthy in America when you when you're looking at it as compared to um, some of the countries in Africa or um, in India I, I mean it yeah like five dollars twenty dollars could change a person's life in another country mm-hmm. um, you know five dollars here won't even give them a value meal at McDonald's mm-hmm. um, so I there's there's so much that can be done um, in other countries where the resources just aren't even there, like the, the governmental infrastructure to help their people. Yeah. It just doesn't exist. So, um, yeah, definitely a yes and mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. And I do think you have to see some of that. Yeah. Like I, I think going on a mission trip mm-hmm. in, to a developing country is so helpful because you see things that you – have I mean there uh, you guys can attest to that too uh, mm-hmm. people in far w- with far 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 less than mm-hmm. what we have here even though I do know I mean we started a community center here mm-hmm. and so I do know that there are people in need and that mm-hmm. whatever but mm-hmm. but it is far less than uh, you would expect yeah it's one of those moments where you're like okay I think like I would say something here that we kind of battle for is, okay, we want to be able to have electricity for people. Right. Mm-hmm. But then you go to other places and it's like, we, you know, electricity is like a nice dream over here if we could just get clean water for people. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so, so when you get some of those economies of scale yeah. by traveling, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it, yeah, it kind of, yeah, definitely yeah. changed that mindset a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, hel- it's helpful. Mm-hmm. So one thing, I just want to follow up on one thing that you said, the, the, the community of believers or the fellowship of believers is one of the things I love in the Bible when Paul, because he's like the greatest missionary, right? Mm-hmm. So he travels everywhere. And what I love is like he goes and he found the believers in this place and they welcomed him for a week. Like they fed him and they mm-hmm. housed him and whatever. And so one, this is just a really fast story. You know, Pastor Stanley at the Dreamland passed away not very long ago. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Clint from Lighthouse Vineyard, who had been here before, um, just three of them went. And we were able to send some funds from Vineyard. Thank you, Vineyard, for making that possible mm-hmm. to help with that. And uh, I connected him with a, a gentleman that I know in an Entebbe. Um, and uh, I loved that this guy, so this is totally like hospitality of believers. Mm-hmm. I was asking him about a hotel. So he took a couple days and got back to me and said, you know, here's the thing. I'm just going to uh, take them up. It's nine hours away, 10 hours away. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just find a van and I'm going to give a week of my life and I'm just going to take them up there myself mm-hmm. just to make sure they get there and everything is fine. Mm-hmm. That's like the ho- mm-hmm. hospitality. This is what missions. Yeah. I love, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't experience that if not for missions, yeah. you know, if not for understanding the hospitality of believers across mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. Like the guy gave up a week of his life to help people that he didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Well, and you, th- you think about it, it's exactly what you were saying earlier. I mean, that's Christ's call for us yeah. is, is to go into the world. So when we know that, like, it's 
Christ's call on other people's life to go into the world, then hopefully that we're going to be able to show that hospitality or other people are going to be able to show that hospitality right. because it's God's mission. It's God's call. Yeah. You know? So it's there. It's that underlying belief of like you are doing God's work and I want to support right. you in it, whether that's getting a van and driving nine hours or yeah. sending some funds to India. I mean, what is great conviction for mm-hmm. me too? just to like, what am I willing to sacrifice for the sake of hmm. another believer, whether wherever they come from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so let me just ask this more of a personal question. What life change have you experienced because you've been personally involved in missions? Yeah, I guess for me, it's, um, it's definitely, I wouldn't be the person I am today without having grown up overseas. Um, I think, uh, Growing up cross-culturally and having to adapt both in Kenya and then also in the States when we moved back or coming home on furloughs, um, I think definitely defines who I am or I, I it is a defining factor for me in, in yeah, um, <clears throat> in my life. And I think a big part of that is, or a big thing that's impacted me is just like, being able to meet people in their different spaces. Mm -hmm. So when you end up, yeah, I guess having so many different relationships across so many different cultures, you just realize, okay, everybody has their kind of space of reality and what they grew up in. And it's, it's drastically different across those, Mm -hmm. those spaces. So being able to understand, okay, if I'm interacting with person A and their life story and, and they everybody has this full personhood but it's all impact you know this uh, yeah they're impacted by what's around them they're growing up all these types of things um, I think definitely has allowed me over just the years to be able to help identify better with everybody mm-hmm. I interact with yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah so mm-hmm. obviously the fact that I grew up and my parents decided to be missionaries huge impact on me um but I think that's one of the maybe the biggest items that I've identified of like that definitely shows up a lot is being able to identify with different people yeah Um, that's good I would echo that and I didn't grow up in a missions field per se at all but just that second thing that Austin was saying about being able to identify with different groups of people um, or be able to enter into different spaces that you're not used to and you're not comfortable with. Um, I grew up in the Chicago suburbs and basically lived there my whole life, right? So I can't say much about not having some level of comfort. But I think just being in those experiences, um, and Kendis even said that, like, when you're going on missions trips, you you get to know people very closely. And I mean, you just have these experiences that are going to stretch you outside of your comfort zone. Um, And I think there is just a huge value in that. And um, yeah, I I don't know. I feel like I can can click with different groups of people and there's the flexibility and there's, um, I don't know, just the passion to know differences um, and the passions to to know what's not your norm and I think it's very easy to get like in a box of like this is how life is or this is how faith is even and that's just not the case and so um man and it's just so cool seeing seeing God's just God's people in in different places because God's people here looks I mean we're all the body of Christ we're all the community of of Christ but um 
man seeing it in in different locations and in different contexts and different situations it's just it's a really cool it's it's really yeah it's really yeah it's it's really powerful i mean it is powerful Mm -hmm. when we hear about our friends in india who struggle because Mm -hmm. you know india doesn't like christians yeah people are legit getting beat up because they say i'm gonna follow jesus yeah it is it's helpful to my faith mm-hmm. it's helpful to me to to not take what i have yeah. for granted and to not be shy i think for me just knowing about that in the past year to not be shy about talking about jesus because mm-hmm. i get to mm-hmm. do that and no one's going to beat me up mm-hmm. and so it's helpful for my whole yeah. mindset yeah and i think that it gives us um just a wider scope like a wider vision too it's one mm-hmm. thing to, um, I think we can easily get wrapped up in our own routines. And um, so when you go to another country and you do life with them for a week or two weeks or something, it's no longer those people over there. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, that that issue in Africa. No, like you've gone over there, you've like swinged, like the, the sweet little faces and, and you've touched them and you have hugged the women who are going through things and prayed with them. And they're real people now. They're not just those people. Like, there are people. Those are my brothers and sisters now. And and that makes a big difference in how you yeah. see the world and, mm-hmm. and how your mind just codes all that in. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. it's a big one. Just like the, the broadening of mindsets. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I guess my brain's going in a couple different directions <laughs> right now. Uh, why should someone go on a mission trip? You uh, know, uh, you guys are contemplating Austin and Austin Marissa contemplating like, should you do this with your whole life? Like, yeah. should you do this like full time? Um, that's probably not too many of the folks who are listening to our <laughs> podcast right now. Uh, but like, what? Why should somebody go? Why don't we? That can be mm-hmm. maybe our last question. Who knows? I might think of another one. <laughs> I'll maybe piggyback off what Candace just said, and I might be stealing your answer, but um, for that widening of perspectives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of my buddies was going to Haiti for the first time as his first mission trip, but their family had supported us for all of our time in Kenya, super close family friends, and he was asking me for advice. And the biggest thing I said is be humble. Mm-hmm. Show up with humility. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Because... Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we get the misconception, especially with short-term missions, that we're showing up to help people out. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's the desire. But I think a lot of times it impacts the people going, us who are going, way more uh, than than maybe we're even able to impact the people we're going to see. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, you get a much wider <laughs> perspective on life, um, and. Yeah, just just being able to to humble yourself and and when you interact with yeah praying with these ladies who are struggling with and whatever it might be mm-hmm. and you hear them praying with like the fervor and faith that you have you just gotta like oh <laughs> where's my faith at right. like these people are praying for bread tomorrow mm-hmm. and you know I I don't have that concern yeah um, mm-hmm. so yeah it brings you back to the humility you were just talking about mm-hmm. like yeah, she's a better she prays better than me mm-hmm. she did like so many things yeah mm-hmm. so yeah um mindset and go with humility i guess are the two big so things good. i think about with missions That's and really why you good. should go yeah and i just think seeing more of god's heart right mm-hmm. like 
God's heart is just, it's unlimited, right? It just, I don't know, it has no bounds. And so when you get to see the way God is working um, in other people's lives, I think it can be easy, like we said earlier, just to like kind of get stuck in the like rut of this is my life and this is what I do and this is the way God helps me or maybe it doesn't help me if that's what you think. And But to be able to see the needs that God is meeting in other places um, and just have that widening, widening of faith. And also I agree with the humility a lot. Um, just kind of puts things into perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know that I have much to add um, to what uh, Austin and Marissa already said. Um, but, you know, mission work really gives you an opportunity to be like a real-time disciple mm-hmm. in another country. And that. that is, that's priceless, mm-hmm. you know, like, because you're able to do um because you are in a different place, sometimes I think that uh, it can embolden you to do some things and let God move in you in ways that maybe you would be more guarded to do here in America. Um, but you just there's just that freedom mm-hmm. that exists in other countries. So you're able to do that and, um, I mean, like literally be the hands and feet to people. And that's pretty special to, yeah. to like mm. share some of that space with Paul and, and yeah. all like the, the people in, in our, our Bible brothers and sisters. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. I think too, one of the, one of the first times I was in Africa, we were out in this, it was called 13 mile church cause it was 13 miles from town mm-hmm. and there's really nothing there. There's no electricity. There's no run. There's nothing. And so, but hundreds of people came to get prayer mm-hmm. And we had some medical stuff, too, that we could um, distribute and that kind of thing. But hundreds of people came. And I remember praying, and this was probably 2010, praying for this one mom who had her child in her arms who was so, so sick and recognizing God has to heal her. Mm -hmm. Like, God has to heal her because there's not really another option. Mm -hmm. Because her sickness was not something we could be helpful with. Mm -hmm. And... Like God, like okay, God, this is what you need to do, and this is it emboldened my prayer mm-hmm. yeah. because there's not another option for this yeah. woman yeah. for her child, yeah. and so I think it. And some of that stuff made me a little uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? So it's out of your comfort zone, and I think as the missions pastor and the person, and you guys can react to this for a second. We'll just go here for a minute like I like people to be a little bit uncomfortable when they go on mission trips yeah like I'm not sad like there have been a couple places where we've stayed where it's a little too nice and (laughs) there's no bugs to deal with and there's no like whatever Uh, you don't have to carry your toilet paper around and I think sometimes those places are a little too nice because I think we should be uncomfortable enough to have to depend on God and our fellow believers who are with us to encourage us Mm -hmm. what just talk about that for a second I totally agree with you because I think if we go with that I don't know that kind of idea or exactly staying in those nicest places and, and we've done that too you know but it I think you then come into missions with this high and mighty view of yourself yeah. like look at me and and look at this stuff that I have that I'm able to share with you and then I think we miss the point and yeah. so I think you it does like if you're gonna serve someone and we've I mean just that thought of like service is walking with somebody it shouldn't be like Christ served Christ like was a servant had a servant heart and so if we're not getting down on that level then we're kind of missing it yeah. you know mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I'll 
answer that with a, maybe a slight tangent but similar space yeah. of um, I think one of the things I am really passionate about, especially in the context of long-term missions, um, it's because definitely due to my parents and the organization they went with, but uh, just the importance of living amongst nationals. Mm-hmm. So for us, it was living with Kenyans. So we lived in a place where we were, and, and I know some places it's not it's not feasible, and again, right. I'm not trying to call out whoever does it differently, but I just, for me, it has been really important to figure out how to, uh, yeah, to do missions alongside nationals. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so living living amongst Kenya or you know Kenyans or Cambodians or Indian you know local mm-hmm. Indians you know that um, is something that this I heard it recently um, described. You know, so incarnation meaning God with us. Mm-hmm. You know, so Jesus came to us to live alongside us. So if we're trying to go show Jesus to people. We need to go live alongside people and be in a relationship with them. Um, So, yes. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. All right. Well, I'm privileged to be in the room with the three of you Mm -hmm. who I know have hearts for Jesus and have hearts for missions and just want to share God. And I feel like this conversation could go on for a long time (laughs) and that would be really fun. Uh, But Team Vineyard, I hope that you have enjoyed this time. I hope you'll uh, just look into what missions might be for you. I know many of you have have engaged in that already. And we get to one thing exciting. 2020 was a year with no mission trips and 2020. No, wait. Yeah. What year are we? 2021. 21. 2022 <laughs> is going to be a year with some mission trips in it. Nice. And so be looking out for that. Yeah. I know. I'm excited. Nice. So <laughs> Team Vineyard, thanks for listening. And we are excited to see you this weekend. Yeah.